You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. Yes, we're still around. Uh, we're from an undisclosed uh, location in eastern Oklahoma County, the bunker. We're trying to get it sealed up for an upcoming attack from Hamas, which uh, could be coming on Friday. I always thought Hamas meant uh, more laughing in Spanish. Uh, no. no. No, that would be Moss Ha. Ah, that's where I got it from. <laughs> As opposed to no Moss Ha. No Moss. And uh, which uh, this is one of those uh, kind of uh, times, I guess, because I don't have much good to talk about, except for maybe the Thunder game on uh, Monday or Tuesday, whatever that right. was. And I, the all pre- my get, days are running the, together. And the pre-pod Podcast meal was pretty good. The pre-podcast oh, yes, pre- meal, yes. which we don't normally have a pre-podcast meal, so it was it was yes, special. It was outstanding. And it was most good. Jeremy's wife. Good. Why don't uh, we introduce Lauren you? Let's introduce whipped you. it up. It's uh, Miss Griffin. If you're not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no. It's fine. Yes, uh, Lori. Yeah, she made uh, what she calls Florida chili. Ooh. Really? Yeah, and uh, I suppose it's because there's some recipe. <sighs> or she made it when Florida. she was in Florida. Nope. Okay. Back to this date, I don't think she has made it when we've gone to Florida, but <clears throat> it's probably for the best because of the post-meal activities. <laughs> God, let's that, not go there. It is some fast-acting stuff. All, all, all I can say is just use your imagination. Oh, please. Don't, let me, uh, and, and just some warnings. Don't drink coffee with the chili. Like, if you're going to... Man! Not that anyone ever would, but, like, if you get a hankering, just just stay away from it. You'll be hurting. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, no, it's good chili. She's normally made with Excellent. venison. Very but excellent. this time she uh, she left the venison out, and I, well, told, it I was, gave her what uh, for. <laughs> it was outstanding. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> outstanding. I guess we should say uh, who we all are. Nah. I'm your genial host, at least genial at times. I'm Randy Renner. I am Jeremy Griffin, still searching for the meaning of genial. Go ahead. Okay. Tom Miller. <laughs> and Adam Lower. <laughs> all right. We're all here. We are ready to go and uh yeah let's start off with uh some fun stuff before we get into everything that's wrong with things because there's a long list of that uh really we probably don't have time for all of it something happened this week i know something happened that i'm yes that was big in the news i a lot of i know there's something and they tried to interrupt they actually tried to interrupt ou texas with the details of what happened and and i was and i was so unhappy when that happened we we were unhinged oh my god watching this together we oh, were, were like unhinged. oh this can't happen by the way for those who were like me and wondering for sure genial means friendly and cheerful according there you to go. the new oxford american Dictionary. and of See, course that's, that's, the that's breaking it news the breaking abc news came where there was like maybe what a minute left in the game or something uh, i think yeah. it happened right at the end All i, know I, was on, hap- yeah. I thought it was had happened they put it on during a break didn't they well hey, but we didn't know that we didn't know didn't how long they, it would last they just covered right. up a, like a paul mollum i mean when they're talking about I mean, war in the middle east you don't know how long that's gonna exactly. last it's we going interrupt- to last forever is how long it's <laughs> well, gonna last you don't know how kidding? you don't know how it's long abc you don't know how long abc's coverage of it is gonna last when you're really interested in oklahoma texas football at that point and not war in the middle east you know here's and here's the reason why sorry Can i was I, so selfish listen, about i that. am i am i am the first to to, to recognize the gravity yes. and weight 
Maybe not the first. I'm one of many. Of that, of that uh, Texas uh, offensive uh, lineman? <laughs> no. No, of, of a... I mean, he looked impressive. I very really nice. That. Yeah. No, of the instability in in the, the Holy Lands, as it were. Uh-huh. With that said, the previous statement that this will go on forever means, let me finish the OU game. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, really that If it's going to go on forever, it's, could you give I'm us 20 yet. minutes, please? Just give me the next 20 minutes of joy. Because I don't think it's going to stop in 20 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not going to be... Uh, the, the news pan. you're getting ready to read is going to be the same 20 minutes from now. That's right. Well, am I wrong? Plus a little extra. Okay, well, well there a, you go. They get yeah, a little there'll more. There'll be a, a few more bombs thrown. Well, they right. get a little more information All to right. you then. Well, since uh, we're going down that road, <laughs> screw the thunder. Let's go ahead oh and talk gosh. about. Let's go ahead and talk <laughs> no, about. I didn't mean to do that. Here. I really didn't mean to do that. I, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> we don't do. I mean. <laughs> Joe Biden does it all the time. Okay, well, there yeah, you go. Actually, actually, you know, I think you he care does about mean to do that. About a bath care, when she, it's oh, uh, whatever. God, I don't even know where to you begin. You know, he reminds me. You know, when I think of Joe Biden, I think he must really have a good grasp on nature's Nothing. toilet seat. Uh, you know, here's uh, he here's how bad it is. Uh, this is how bad it is, and and why? And I realize <clears throat> no Democrats listen to this show. There's two. There can't be. They're not. I'm they're just really. They're really can't be. You filter any. a little bit. There really can't be any of them. That they might listen, listen for a few for a minute or two, and they're going to know quickly, real quickly that they, they don't want to listen info to here. That's, That's the thing. Well, maybe. And we, we are bipartisan gonna, when it comes get to some, but we've gone totally we're off the rails. bipartisan so when it comes to, to thunder news. coverage, though. So, uh, anyway. but here's and you know what? I just this is just amazing to me how because Joe Biden hasn't always been an absolute deranged idiot, <laughs> huh? He's been pathetic for a long time, but he hasn't been. I mean, you know, back in the day, he could understand what a true danger to the United States it was. He can't understand that anymore. And uh, John Ratcliffe, former director of national intelligence, there is such a thing, national intelligence. In, in name There only. used to be. <laughs> Not anymore. But uh, he was on uh, the other day being interviewed about uh, some of the things that were going on as to how the Hamas attack could have escaped the attention of the world's intelligence communities, which apparently it did, although there is a conspiracy theory that says everybody knew about it. They just wanted it to go ahead and happen. Well, it's a beautiful distraction, Uh, but yes, go ahead. Yes, and Ratcliffe said that when uh, Grandpa took office, he redirected the intelligence community's priorities away from terrorism and terrorists to the real threats to the United States. Number one, climate change. Oh, I was just going to say global warming. Tell me that's not true. Domestic terror from the Catholics. And number three, (laughs) what? Just hold on. I'm not done yet. Oh my God. And number three, school Parents yeah. who are MAGA Trump supporters. Those are the real threats to national security. And, those- and let me tell you this. <laughs> what the... And, and that's that's what Ratcliffe said. And, oh and Grandpa God. has reiterated that point numerous times. Talking about global warming is the greatest threat to national security. John Kirby... Admiral John Kirby, who is the normal Pentagon spokesman, but he comes in to be the White House spokesman when 
Corinne Jean-Pierre has a headache or mm. whatever. And he was on Fox the other day. And Martha McCallum asked John Kirby. This is after what happened in the Middle East. And she asked him, does the president stand by his assertion that global warming is the biggest threat to national security? And John Kirby said, yes, he does. And McCallum said, even more frightening than nuclear war? And John Kirby said, yes. Those are the people who are in charge, that's, that's ladies scary. and gentlemen. It is scary. Nothing warms the globe. Like a like nuclear, nuclear attack. Explosion. Yes, it's true. And speaking of that, that way, right? You're speaking spinning. of that, the leader of Hamas, which, by the way, is a terrorist organization. If you watch the any media other than Fox, they will tell you that Hamas is a group of militants. Mm. Perhaps slightly misguided. Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Are they doing Militants. mostly peaceful attacks right now? Mostly peaceful attacks. That's yes. Um, but today. Can you, be, can you be peaceful with an AK 47? No. Just like you can't be peaceful you with a during firebomb the uh, during a BLM protest. Uh, Hamas, the leader of Hamas, said today he is calling for a global. Day of Jihad on Friday, ladies and gentlemen. And what just so happens to be the date? Friday? Uh Uh-huh. The 13th? The 13th! Friday the 13th! And he's calling for a global jihad on Friday the 13th. So... Mm. Buckle up. Yeah, you know. Things are uh, incoming. Things are. Okay, so have you guys watched? This is connected. Has anybody watched Foundation or read the books um, on Apple Plus? I have seen. You've seen the. One episode, I think, of Foundation. I've seen a bunch of episodes of Invasion. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, Invasion. I'm waiting on uh, today. It released Mm -hmm. the next episode. Mm -hmm. So so here's the thing I'm going to say about Foundation is kind of like, it's hard for me to follow. It's a slow movie. It's hard for me to follow. That's why I've only watched one episode. uh, (laughs) I believe, and I might get the name wrong, but uh, Asmanov, I believe, uh, is... uh, Isaac Asimov. Oh, Isaac Asimov, the sci-fi writer. Yeah, yes. Isaac Asimov. Yes. That, yeah, Asimov. Yeah, yes. that, this is his. This is off of the foundation is one of his works. Books. Okay. And and what's <clears throat> interesting about it, and the, and the reason I bring it up is because um, this is basically the storyline is mathematics have basically, they've found enough equations to predict the human um, history. They called it... Uh, it doesn't matter, but they're looking into the future and it's like, this is going to happen. There's no way around it. All we can do is maybe mitigate some aspects of it. Um, and I, and I, this is what I look at when I see what's going on here with, with all that we're dealing with. Like there's things that can maybe be addressed in small part, but this is written in the stars. Like these things are going to happen there. There is going to Israel will face a world war on their doorstep and, you know, where we fall is really the thing that really matters the most. And as a, as a country, I mean, we're not going to be there for Israel. I, I would hope that we would, but I think, you know, obviously with our current commander in chief, he can say what he wants to say, but he is a puppet and he is just, he's got zero of his own thoughts. Well, you know, and, he, and here's the thing. I mean, I, 
I kind of liked some of what I heard from him when yeah, he I did finally, he said finally right addressed the nation mm. on Tuesday. Right. Because, of course, when all this was happening last weekend, where Americans, by the way, were, killed. were being killed yeah. and taken hostage, yeah. what was the president of the United States doing? Probably watching the movie. He was having a barbecue. Close. He was having a barbecue on his weekend hey, hey. on his beach house, a band playing music. They were partying and all like that. Yeah. He finally issued a written real. statement on Sunday. What, what, what were Tom and I doing when all this was going okay, on? Okay, you were watching a football That's game. That's right. You didn't have any barbecue and you didn't we have a live band. Uh, right? Only because Tom decided to also, drop the ball. And neither we one of you guys. <laughs> and the other thing we don't, is, neither we don't. one of you guys are the president of the United States. Say, we are not world leaders, Jeremy. Well, as hey, much as you think Joe you Biden are, isn't hey, you're not a world hey, leader. Hey, hey, but <laughs> I, I just think that is about as pathetic as can be. And Joe Biden, day after day, becomes more and more pathetic on the scale of patheticness. That's real for the president of the United States. He's off the charts to basically ignore. You know what's going. You give a written <laughs> state. You don't address the nation. And finally, when he did address the nation on Tuesday. He did it, you know, he wasn't, apparently he wasn't, obviously, he wasn't going to take any questions. Right. Which, okay, but if you're going to do that, do the address from the Oval. Listen, I- Do it from the Oval Office. Yeah. He was standing in front of a group of reporters. He had Kamala back behind him with a look on her face, like, why do I have to be standing here? And Tony Blinken with a similar look on his face. You know why, though, it takes him two days. Yeah, so that he can know. Okay, is is Israel? Yes. Where, where is that? It takes is him it, two days the, to prepare minute, the, him to not look the totally middle, ridiculous. The middle, and even then, east, they fail. What is, are we? Is that like Tennessee or? And so anyway, he's standing, and he said he said a lot of good, you know, strong words and all like this, and then he finishes, and as the reporters are shouting after him, he turns his back on everybody and walks out the door. You know, if you're not going to take any dadgum questions, do it from the Oval, where there is at least a little bit of decorum, and where you can maybe have the illusion of being serious about something, instead of saying what you're saying and then turn your basically turn your back and, on the world and walk away while people are screaming at you and going, how, how about this that and the other and how stupid are they to to incredibly. set up that to set up that venue when they know that's going to happen incredibly stupid it's like you say do it in the oval with no reporters right. in the room that way they can all watch it, it on television it's much well it's much better yes. received yes you're you're looking at the camera. Yep. You can read your teleprompter because we know he can't do it. And, and I'm sure they didn't want him to take questions because who knows what the hell he would have said. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not going to do that, just do it. There have been a lot of presidents who've made addresses right. to the nation from the Oval Office. Sure, Reagan did it. Reagan did it. W did it after the 9/11 attacks. Yep. Other JFK, all every president mm-hmm. has done something from the Oval. If you're going to bring in reporters who are right there, guess what you need to freaking do? Answer some yeah. questions. <clears throat> if you're not going to answer questions, do it from the Oval. And so it's, I, I just, it's, uh, it, it just <laughs> absolutely boils my potatoes. All right, here's something else that's kind of scary. Um, I see if you guys, you, some of you guys may have seen these numbers, but I'll, if not, I'll just ask you, 
the years, the four years that Trump was president, any idea how many arrests by the Border Patrol of people who were on the terror watch list in the four years Trump was president, how many arrests of alleged terrorists occurred? Any idea? I mean, I'm gonna, I can venture a guess. Venture a guess. I would venture a guess of somewhere... In the, they are on the watch list, you say? Yes. Okay. They then, were on the watch list, and they yeah. saw the number of the flag, and they were like, okay, we uh, need to... I would think uh, all of them that, that happened, which would probably be somewhere... <laughs> that came in, up, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, I would, would assume, guess, yes. I would, I would every guess one of them that came up. Right. Probably in the order of between 800 and 1,500. Okay, anybody else? God, I hope there wasn't that many that came across. I just, in my mind, I think, I don't know how big that watch list is, but I would think out of the millions trying to cross, you know. All yeah. right. Well, well, remember, this was during Trump. During Trump's, I know, there I know. There weren't millions there were, trying to cross. Well, right, exactly. All right, here's the number. For the four years of the Trump administration, and these were people who were trying to come across, who the Border Patrol got, they checked the name, saw they were on the terror watch list, arrested them. Yeah. Four years of the total... 11. Okay, I was close. I didn't think it would be 11. They knew better. <laughs> yeah. 11. Right. Because, yes, just like what Adam yeah, said. They because didn't they even knew try better. It. They, they knew, knew not knew to do it. They didn't even try it. Yeah. All right. So far, under Grandpa, the number of people on the terror watch list that have been arrested. Tom says zero. I don't even know what to say. Okay, I wouldn't either, quite yeah. frankly. The number, according to the Border Patrol, the number is 264. Now, see... It went from 11 to 264. Bull. Now, why wouldn't the now, left totally spin that? Because I would be sitting there going, see, we did so much better than Trump. No, they did. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, they, gotcha. they have done that. Well, well they were... But they failed to say that them. that's because there's so many more people that are trying to come across. Jean-Pierre, okay. I mean, I, that know, makes I sense. think it was Peter Ducey of Fox asked Cream Jean-Pierre that the other day and and she's like well yeah you know look how good we are yeah you let's know we're the, catching a lot yeah, more of them. let's put the number and, up of how many people tried to cross well, under here we trump go. Right. and how many people have tried to go. cross under biden get this uh since 2021 the number of known gotaways these are people who were seen by security cameras at the border coming across the river over the border wall under the you know whatever on their way to grandma's on house? their way to somebody else's grandma's house mm. their grandma's house are in a different country no they were they on were, their, they were on the way on their way to new york city they just didn't realize it yeah some some <laughs> yes aren't but they shipping them the all there known gotaways these are people they saw on the cameras but could not get to so these guys were gotaways and some of those people were on terror watch list because of you know facial recognition when they could see faces gotcha. a lot of these guys were coming over i've seen the videos a lot of them are coming over in combat gear the number of known gotaways since 2021 1.5 million mm. 1.5 million known gotaways. That's quite the successful invasion. If, well, those those are just the known, the known. gotaways. Yeah. 
you know, the number now since Grandpa uh, took over, we've had about five million come across the border. So, so one in five are getting away. No, no, no. The uh, they're estimating we have about five million gotcha. coming. Yeah. So, if one percent of the one point five million known gotaways, if just one percent are terrorists or on the terror watch list, that's fifteen thousand people. Yeah. 15,000 people. And so today, the leader of Hamas is telling those 15,000 people Jihad on Friday. Jihad on Friday. Well, you know. So buckle up. I think we can take it, boys. Let's do it. <laughs> well, you know, there We're will in the be. Undisclosed bunker, I, well, so. some, yes, yes. Uh, I'll make sure my are, AR is nice. You guys nice. got your lottery tickets My purchased? AR is nice and clean. Yeah, I purchased one on the way over. <laughs> okay, good. $1.73 billion, which if you take the lump sum and pay your taxes, you'll be walking away with about $440 million. <laughs> How do you live on that? On $1.7 billion? A little bit. $1.7 billion translates to a lump sum of 400 something million. Well, no, no, no. I, I, if, if you if you take the lump yes. sum, yeah, which is not 1.7 billion, yeah. it's like 755 million. Oh, it's quite the reduction. The, and, uh, yeah, if you take the lump sum, yeah. The first thing I would do is I would stop buying great value ketchup, and I'd buy the regular stuff. Well, that's where you're, see. This is why you're going to lose the your money. This is why so many lottery winners go broke. So great value ketchup. They, they're like they're like. Dang it! You're getting away from the generic. You went brand to Heinz. You went to Heinz. You went to Heinz. That's where you you're went out. wrong. You're You're There's nothing wrong with a generic brand. It's probably the same thing anyway. You, dude, you had generic Fritos today and you there. were fine. Yes. What? Those weren't those were generic Fritos, oh bro. God. No wonder you hit the bathroom so fast. Yeah, that's that is part of it. Hey, <laughs> but see, you know what that's else, efficiency, uh, if anything. What else do I want to hit before we go totally off the rails? Well, we here? We, we can go to uh, Thunder if you want to sandwich in something good. I'm almost done. With okay, this. No, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Uh, let's see here. What can, da, da, let's da, see. Da, can da, we da, wrap da, up da, the da, Middle oh. East in well, here, 22 yeah. minutes? Let me just say this. No, and, uh, it's, yeah, and, we're good. But okay. anyway, right now, and a lot of people, and you know, there have been protests in the country uh, against the Israelis. This is usually happening in Democrat uh, cities. There have been some posts on uh, the Twitter from BLM, and no, not the Bureau of Land Management, but Black Lives Matter, supporting Hamas. And uh, <laughs> a couple of them have a uh, nifty cool uh, graphic on their Twitter feed of a uh, one of those paragliders that Hamas used to swoop in on the music festival and that. slaughter about 300 people. And BLM says, way to go, baby. We'll use this the next time we invade Washington, D.C. And uh, so <laughs> that's going on. And now we have, and, and I think one thing that some people don't realize, they're thinking that all of these people who were killed in, in this assault and the various rocket attacks on Israel, that they're all Israelis. Well, that's not true at all. I mean, the, probably the majority are Israelis. But uh, as of noon today, there are 22 Americans that have been killed. Mm. They believe there are 20 or so that are still missing and most likely are hostages with Hamas. 
In addition to Americans and Israelis killed, there have also been Arabs killed in this, Italians, Germans, Asians, and some other nationalities. And Hamas mm. has also certainly been known to kill Palestinians. And of course, Hamas, because even though they are a brutal terrorist organization, they are cowards when it comes to uh, their own lives because most of them now are hiding in the tunnels below Gaza City. Above ground are just the regular people, the regular Palestinians. And of course, they're the ones who are now being killed in the counter-strikes by the Israelis. And let me just say this. If there is, if anybody has any question about which bear not to poke, it is Israel. Because they aren't screwing around. Yeah. You know, they will come after this, after what has happened. You know, Joe can sit there and talk, oh, golly, this is terrible. We condemn it and all like that. That's just a bunch of words that probably won't mean a freaking thing. The Israelis, though, they have already launched counter-strikes. They are buildings already. Th yes, and they are ready yeah. to invade. And Netanyahu basically has said, we're done with this. As he should You know, have. we are, our mission now isn't just to take some revenge, do some strikes. Eliminate the yes, threat. Eliminate yeah. the but threat. Listen, you guys are really. Just Which to, is never going to happen. No. No, but there's but. some silver lining to this, and I think people have missed this, but um, all the superchargers for Teslas in Israel are now free. So oh. thanks to Elon Musk. This is three three hours ago he made this thing. So, okay, good. So, you know, you know that the, might be worth it. To, all the uh, you know. superchargers, all the uh, chargers for your electric cars in Gaza don't work anymore because the Israelis have shut off the power. Right. Also, uh, and you know, and that's another there thing. There are a lot of if Teslas running around if Hamas. You're, if you're Hamas. In Gaza. Lot of Wouldn't it be a little beneficial to your people if you were to have done something about, say, a power grid instead of relying on the Israelis right. to give you the power and you're going to attack them and behead their babies? It's dumb. And you think the electricity is going to stay on? <laughs> yeah. Come on. So I, I, learned, I learned that information God. because I, yeah. I decided while we were talking to go ahead and download X, formerly Twitter. Uh, because I haven't been on a while. The other thing I learned that was interesting is uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, which is the dude that Will Smith was married to, the they've dude. been separated since 2016. I saw that a minute ago. I was amazed at that. So, so very sad. So much of the Oscars drama. I mean, yeah, she didn't really care. So, I mean, exactly. it's all made up. But, I mean, hey, it's Hollywood, it was yeah. in the script. So, I mean, you know, uh, but anyway, that's all, uh, just, I, I just would, uh, just say buckle up on Friday the 13th could be, yeah. uh, you know, a Hamas day of jihad. Yeah. That's, uh, it, just for those who want to know, <clears throat> trending right now is Hezbollah. So, oh, that's right. I forgot. I didn't have that on my notes. Hezbollah has, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, grandpa said that it was his belief in his adult <sighs> brain that Hezbollah would not be getting involved in this. Well, 
Well, as Dear Ronald Lord Reagan Tom, would say. Dear Lord Tom, get a straw. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, Joe say about Jada and uh, Will? Nothing. He no. doesn't even know who they are. Okay. He forgot about them long ago <laughs> when he started losing his mind. Uh, but no, he he said that they were uh, sure that Hezbollah was not going to get involved. Well, they are. You know, they're firing rockets into Tel Aviv from uh, Lebanon. And, and, you know, the other thing, with some of the good that Joe said, he completely ignored the Iranians. Didn't even mention Iran in his speech on Tuesday. And uh, I'm sure he didn't. One of the reasons that he didn't is because... Oh, geez, I can't mention Iran. I just gave those guys $6 billion. Mm -hmm. And here is something that John Kirby, who said, uh, reiterated uh, yesterday that the greatest threat in the world is global warming. Clearly. John Kirby today, and this is when the administration has been denying, yeah, yeah, the $6 billion, ah, you know, that's... That they're not using that money. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> John Kirby today, quote, quote, Hamas wouldn't be able to function without Iran. Mm -hmm. Hamas wouldn't be able to function without Iran. And I absolutely agree with that. You know, this so, money. So, yeah. of course, we give them six billion dollars. But you don't understand, that was for per diem. They're using different money. <laughs> well, they are using, yeah, that, that, and that is, I mean, seriously, <laughs> I that's what they've said. They didn't use per diem, right. but they're like, well, you know, this comes out of a different cash drawer. It's not right. really, I mean, it's not really the same, you know, and I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, that's, well, and I, I say oh that because of freaking Michael Scott on The Office is going to Canada for a business trip, and he's talking to his boss saying, I've already figured out what he, what I'm going to buy with my per diem. I'm going to get a sweater. And he says, that's for your food. And he goes, I'm going to use different money for that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's, okay. it's all the same. Yes. It's, it's all the same thing. And of course they also gave the Biden administration, gave the Palestinians 75 million, $75 million. And of course they said that the reason, Oh no, you know, this is, we're giving this to the Palestinians for, you know, humanitarian aid. Really? Well, when you you're not on the street corner in Gaza City handing out the seventy five million to mothers and fathers, it's going into the hands of Hamas because they're the ones in charge. Right. And you think Hamas is going to spend that money to feed their people? No. no. Some of it may go there, but the rest of it is going to go to pay Iran. For all, and the various other people for all for everything they just shot into Israel, and it is truly amazing what is going on. And I I just don't. And I asked a friend of mine today. And he had this about you know some of some of this stuff. Didn't even want to hear it. He's a Democrat. Of course, and his response is, but every time I brought any of this stuff up, it's like all the rest of them. Just, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tom, behind the scenes. Golly. Are you all right over there? No. God. I don't even want to hear it. Don't no, want to hear it. you don't need and to hear it. And that's the way they all are. Yeah. That's why Joe Biden was elected in the first place. Right. And if he hasn't been put into an old folks home, that's why he will be reelected, too. Right. Or Gavin Newsom in his place, or That's Kamala, scary. or whichever one of them. 
Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, let's talk about something more uh, whoop de do. You wonder. Yeah, there we go. Thunder basketball. Wimby it, and Chet the other night. It's back. We're I thought back. that was really fun. Yeah. I thought it was really the boys fun. Are back One town. of us was there and can't say anything about it because he didn't see any of it. <laughs> that, that's the funny thing. You know, it's funny. HR HR is like got me under a microscope because of this show. And I'm, first of all, I'm like, I'm like, so wonder. It's a wonder you're a still. No. Uh, I mean, you know, but 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 it's like, look, I got nothing to say anyway. <laughs> I can't say I anything. I didn't see Jack, man. No, it's working. Wow, which is the way it should be, right? No. Okay, sorry. No, what it should be is I'm sitting at one of those sound desks doing my thing that is a little more automated in my brain, and I can watch the game. But, okay, but that was not going on. Well, hopefully that that'll happen soon. It will. It'll happen before uh, opening night. We got a couple more home games, so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they play tonight, right? Uh, no, tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. Today, in, they're <clears throat> getting on a plane probably right about now. And the production crew to, flew uh, out yesterday. Oh, they did? Well, you know, the production crew apparently has a lot of things to work on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably more things can, than the team. <laughs> but here's the irony. Nothing can be fixed in freaking Montreal. Uh, right. Yeah, well, how are you going to do anything yeah. there? Anyway. Uh, the, uh, It'll Thunder, probably all go swimmingly there. Prob- right. Yes, yeah. it probably Thanks. will. Thanks for that. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, Thunder will be in Montreal to play the Detroit Pistons and former OSU star Cade Cunningham. Mm. So, uh, that'll be of uh, interest to some local folks around here. I thought Chet looked really good the other night. Again, I thought Wimbayana looked really good as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was really impressed with Chet. He had 21 points, nine rebounds, two for two on threes, couple of blocks and assist, I think. And, why didn't Shea Only played why didn't, 16 minutes. Why didn't Shea play? Well, you know, the NBA has these new regulations where they are cracking down on uh, load management. And so here, be- before the first game has even been played, Shea was resting for load management. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. Okay. okay. It's preseason. <laughs> Man. No, I, I mean, he's been true. working is, his butt off. It is preseason and training camp. The first week, I mean, they practiced yeah. basically every day. Well, and so, I think too, and, I, and this is unsubstantiated, but I'm pretty sure his buddy was moving, had to borrow a truck. So he was on his money move the day before. Oh, okay. So Great. he, he probably had to rest. Good guy. Again, unsubstantiated. Good guy. I don't know that for certain. I mean, in that fact, sounds, HR is calling me right now. Sounds like something <laughs> but, Shay would dang do. It. Well, you know, and the other thing, Thunder, they already know what Shea can do. So, I mean, you know. Sure. Um, and it was... Uh, well, they know what Josh Giddy can do, too, but he played. Yeah, Josh Giddy played. Lou Dort played. Uh, you know, the other regular well, guys Who was played. that, who was the Wheat? starter, uh, the last guy? Uh, well, he's not... You guys weren't in well, the Well, both, both Williams the played, new, right? Was, did we have a, a new guy play as a starter this... Uh, did he I start that Case game? and Wallace. Yes, Case and uh, Wallace, yeah. Rookie, Case and Wallace started oh. in place of uh, Shea. How'd he do? He was okay. I mean, you know, he did what he... what he, He's a really solid defender. He didn't do much offensively, but, I mean, they were wanting him to do more defensive type stuff yeah uh chet had a really good offensive game uh jalen williams uh santa clara jalen williams he had 12 or 14 points i think dobby's bertans uh played in these most of the uh, big chunk of the second half and bertans had 12 points hit uh four threes he was four of six mm. on three pointers which is what his job is going to be with the thunder he's going to be the guy that uh, 
you know, is going to be hopefully open uh, over there on one of the wings and Giddy or somebody will throw in the ball and he'll splash a three, like just like he did the other night. Like Traquan Cook was supposed to do? Uh, yes, but Bertans may be a little better. Than, I mean, Bertans is a is a career just under 40% three-point shooter, which mm. is pretty darn solid. It's like 39.8, something like that. And um, he's seems to be really happy here. And I was listening to an interview with Josh Giddy the other day from practice, and Giddy said that Bertans is a guy that we've learned we can count on him to always be in the exact right place. Mm. And he said, for me, as a point guard, I know that he will be exactly where I need him to be, and he knows just what to do. You know, I can throw him the shot. He can make do what he needs to do and get the shot off quickly. And uh, Giddy was saying it's going to be fun having him uh, on the floor when he's on the floor. I mean, he'll be a you know a second unit guy for sure, but he'll see he's be in the rotation the way it looks. Although now they are going to have to get rid of three guys. Wow! To get down to the roster because they've got they have fifteen players right now under full. NBA contracts. That's the maximum you can have. They have three more guys under partial guarantees and three more guys on two-way contracts. Wow. And they're at the maximum for their two-way guys. They have three of those. But the three guys who are under partial guarantees, I mean, they would go under the the 15. So you're going to you're going to have to get rid of three guys. And so one of them, almost for sure, is going to be Victor Oladipo, who's still recovering from his knee injury. I forgot we and, even had him. <laughs> well, for I that mean, reason. he's not, he's not, and really he's, not uh, he's not involved in training camp. And yeah. Sam Presti <clears throat> said that his preseason availability, I mean, Sam admitted, he said, well, you know, we love Victor Oladipo. He's a great guy. He played with the Thunder for a season, but he is not in our plans, mm -hmm. you know, our, the timelines don't link up because, you know, the Thunder have a young roster and Oladipo's getting on, plus he's on an expiring contract. And once he's healthy again, it probably would be a fairly attractive contract because he's a, he's a solid player. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so we may, but it's going to depend upon what's going on. I mean, the Thunder just can't keep him around waiting till later on in the season when right. that ex somebody may be interested in taking on that expiring contract they're hoping that somebody will be interested before the regular season so they can make that move otherwise they're going to need to to waive probably him presumably mm -hmm. and then two other guys that have seen some playing time somebody like uh uh um JRE or Man. uh Goku, maybe Poku, maybe, who's got an ankle injury right now. Uh, and Poku's in the last year of his contract. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And I like him. I, hope I know, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, That's somebody the problem. You can kind of go down the list and right. everyone's I, I really mean, good. It mm -hmm. could be uh, Aaron Wiggins. <laughs> it could be, you know, I mean, there are certain guys, obviously, they're, it's not, they're gonna be not going it's to not cut. It's not going to be Giddy. Right, yeah. right. But some of those other guys, and it, and you know, back in the uh, in his end of season interview, 
you know, somebody asked uh, Presty, you know, about that because it was going to it was clear then that they had a roster that they were going to have to like weren't going to be able to keep everybody and he said yeah and this is going to be one of those times when <clears throat> the the cuts are going to be really really difficult and these are going to be guys we're going to have to cut guys who are NBA players, right? And who hopefully will be picked up That's by a good other problem to have. Uh, right? Watched, it is. You watched. Sure. You watched the Bally Sport broadcast of that game Monday night, right? Yeah. So you probably saw, unless you had gotten up to do something. I saw there was something on there that had um, what team has the best young talent of any team in the NBA. And it was this, this, there's like four or five listed and, and the Thunder was listed as the best. Yeah, they sure should have been. Team in the league with the best young talent. Right. The Thunder by far. Right. Yes. And I, I, you probably saw that too, but. And, and I mean, you know, you just, you just look at it. You just look at, look at their, look at their, what will be their starting five this Mm -hmm. year. Is it a third youngest team again in the NBA? You know, I don't know. Well, we'll wait. We, we'll need to wait oh, we and to find wait out the, yeah. when all the rosters are set. But, I mean, obviously, there's still going to be one of them. Well, certainly <laughs> one of the youngest teams in the league. But the the starting five, barring some unforeseen circumstance, I mean, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is still a young right. player. But it'll be Shea. Uh, it'll be Lou Dort, who is also still a young player. It'll be Jalen Williams, Santa Clara Williams, who's just a second-year guy. It'll be Josh Giddy, who is entering his third. third year and is still only, I think, 20 years. No, 21. He just turned 21 mm-hmm. just the other day because I saw somebody tweeted out, hey, Josh Giddy can now legally go buy a Foster's. <laughs> an Australian beer. Giddy's an Aussie. Uh, Josh Giddy, And then the other starter is going to be Chet Holmgren. Yeah. So when you look at that starting five, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's over a the, really like talented over the line. years. So you're almost talking about all top ten picks over the years they were drafted. I yeah. don't know oh, if that's yeah. true, but it, this was supposed to this was supposed to happen. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. but they also I know now, and that they also had uh, the best front office in the league too, and I think Oklahoma City. Um, won that race as well. Not as big a margin, but uh, either general manager or front office that was, was picked very high, if not number one in the yeah. league, which makes perfect sense if you have the most young talent. Right. Mm-hmm. Then now you've remember, got an incredible front office that's making that the happen. The exception is so. certainly for top 10 picks in that is Lou Dort. Lou Dort. But, but, he went undrafted. Exactly. Un- un- undrafted. But the thing, and, I, and that was the only exception I knew of, but here's what's funny about Lou Dort. Lou Dort then, it kind of represents the other side of Flander sure. basketball right. in, in de- player development, which they talk right. about extensively. Right. Player development, second to none mm-hmm. in yes. the league. Yes. Because, you know, they have had guys who were drafted lower, who've become really good players. You know, and here's a, a great example of that is... Arkansas Jalen Williams, right? You know who was a second round guy, but he when he played and one of the reasons that he got as much playing time as he did is Chet Holmgren's injury, because had Chet not been hurt, mm-hmm. you know Chet probably would have been in, in the starting lineup certainly if not at the very beginning of the season, right? Shortly after that, so Williams got a lot of run and he ended up as a rookie 
leading the NBA in charges taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is unheard of. And uh, so, uh, but yeah, you know, Shea was a, a high draft pick, not by the Thunder. They got him in right. a trade. But he was a high draft pick. Giddy was, what, number six, I, I yeah. think. Chet, number two. two. Um, undrafted. That was weird. I know, that was yeah. weird. What and the? I, I promise I did not say a uh, word that you're not supposed <laughs> wow. to say. Wow. Yeah, like Chet interesting. did. Did you see the post? Did you hear about the post-game uh-uh. interview with Chet? The, uh, uh, I watched the YouTube version. It's kind of funny. Because, you know, they're asking Chet about certain things, you know, and he goes, well, you know, you know, we still have a lot of, and it was just like, we still have a lot of to work on it. And then he go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> so you know what he yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not, he's they, not, he, he doesn't have as much experience in not that. not quite uh, press ready. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, you go. There I mean, you go. He'll, he'll drop an S-bomb <laughs> on occasion. But you know what, So though? will you. Yes, even the even I, the pros do that. Some, oh yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. but and a, and a lot of places these days don't even edit that out. Yeah. But of course, I'm watching it on the Thunder YouTube channel, and they're not going to let that word slip by. But one thing I noticed about Chet is he had really, really good answers mm. for the questions that he was asked. You know, not and and. Uh, Jalen Williams was also in that post-game interview, and he had a bunch of really good answers. Now, we could stand to lose a Jalen Williams. We've got three of them. Yeah, so, we do have a bunch of them. Can, and, we, uh, can we choose which one we lose? Yeah. Okay. I, I imagine, yeah, because we do. We have three. We, yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. But the, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. And I, I know it is kind of... It's, it was it's weird just, enough when we had two. Weird, I was going to say it's weird enough to, you know, but... <laughs> Uh, and, and one thing that I, I really liked the answer that Chet gave because uh, there was a bunch of media here. Brian Windhorse from ESPN was here. Several other national guys were here because of Chet and Victor Wimbadiana going at each other uh, for the first time as NBA players. Mm-hmm. And so he was asked a couple questions about that. And and one of his uh, answers was, because, uh, you know, they asked, the, I guess the question was, did that bring an extra level of excitement or concentration? You're going up against uh, him because everybody's thinking, and, and he goes, well, I maybe, but he says, you know, this is the NBA. You're going to go up against great guys every night mm-hmm. and he said you know yeah i mean i he's he called him vic and he said vic and i have known each other you know and we played against each other or some but he said you know this was not this wasn't the chet and vic show this was thunder spurs mm-hmm. you know we're trying to win games and and he said vic's trying to win game and he said you know it's not about us as individuals he said even though Sometimes games come down to an individual making a play at the end of the game that ends up winning it. But this was not about, you know, 
Chet Holmgren and Victor Wimbanyana. And I thought, wow. That's what's an interesting That's thing. That's a great answer. It's a great answer. And it, it's, it's a really speaks a lot to his intelligence and maturity. Right. Um, but, you know, I think it's funny about that because, you know, you score 110 points in a basketball game. You've got 50 different, we're just roughly, 50 different scores, right? And up probably tw- up to 12 different scores. And it just happens to be the last guy to score is the difference maker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You, 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 the and, first and, the first guy to score doesn't really matter. Somebody's got to do it, but it's not. We don't give them credit. Right. And <laughs> and you know and that is kind of what everybody focuses on. I can't tell you how many times, you know, somebody brings up the last play of the game. Right. And usually it's a player or a coach that they're asking, and they say, well. That happened to be the last play of the game, but there were plenty of other plays <laughs> leading up to that that either we could have done better or they could have done, you know, that mm-hmm. would have impacted mm-hmm. the score just as much as this last one. This just happened to be the last one, and that's the one that kind of everybody zeroes in on just yeah. because it's the last one. Well, and obviously when you're down by a point and you've got 10 seconds left and you got the ball, that's a pretty important play. Sure. And you need it to go your way. Sure. But to get but into the position. Have, if you'd have hit a shot that you missed back in the second quarter. You wouldn't have even been there. You exactly. wouldn't even need it. Right. And right. so I think that's the, you know, obviously the point the players and the coaches are, are right. trying to make. Uh, but it, I mean, you know, you got to ask that question because I mean, that's what everybody's watching, you know, that last play of the game and holy cow, you missed the shot or you hit the shot and it, but it all goes back to what was set up mm-hmm. earlier in the game. But I'm, I'm really, I'm, I am really am fired up about this Thunder squad. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a good year to, to watch. Yeah. And I was a little bit surprised. I saw the other day, one of the Vegas, um, Sports books had the uh, thunder, the over and under for their wins was uh, 44 and a half. Oh, wow. I thought it might actually, I, you know, when I looked at that, I thought, wow, I would probably be tempted to take the over. I would absolutely take the over. Not that I'm a betting man, no. which I haven't. I haven't. The last time we I, need to talk about the last it. time I did any betting on it was when I filled out a gold sheet back when I was well, in college. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we we need to talk about it in our you know from the show standpoint because we have some like a bottle of nice whiskey or something we talked about uh, picking. Wins. Oh, that's right. Last oh, year, last year we yeah. never. Uh, that's exactly right. We, we did. We I remember few, that. We got a few weeks to work it out. Yeah, but we, we need, need to, to wait and kind of see once they. We'll see them yeah. a couple more games and what but the final roster right. looks there's, like. There's no question I'm taking the over on that. Thunder last year finished with what, 43? 40, 40 in the regular okay. season. So 40 in the regular season, but it was like 18 games or something crazy like that decided with, with uh, lower, fewer than five points or something. Yes. And I'm sitting here going, dude, I'm telling you, that those are all going to go our way. Maybe not all, but... <laughs> I'm going to say, not all. probably but, not all but, of them. No, Hopefully but I mean, more than 18. But, but no, but the, uh, or, or, I would say more than half of those yeah. 18 will, yeah. will go our way this year. Well, and the other thing is there may not be, there may not be those, 18 right. games mm-hmm. where that's going to need to happen. No, it probably won't be. But but I'm just, you know, you look at some of the shakeups that we have so far, the teams that have underperformed, the injuries, the, just all the little variables, man. Thunder, well, Thunder are going to get 50 wins this year. That's and, my number. 
Well, you know, that's, I was kind of thinking about somewhere in that range also, but you know, you just, you just never, you just never know because things certainly could happen. I mean, sure. somebody could get hurt with Oklahoma City nah. and that's going to impact some not things. Not now. Can't happen. Or there's going to be somebody is not going to perform up, you know, the way a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. There could be all kinds of things that, that go wrong. But when you look at them, and in fact, I was reading a story by John Hollinger the other day on, I think, I guess it was ESPN's website or whatever, where, where he was picking teams that he thought would underperform what their over-under is. I think mm-hmm. he had a couple also that he thought would overperform what their over-under is. But one of the teams that he was talking about that he thought would underperform is the Thunder. Mm. And he said, you know, that they got, uh, that kind of what you mentioned that they were in a lot of close games that ended up going their way, that they even with, without Chet Holmgren, mm-hmm. they ended up taking advantage of his absence by Jalen Williams and, and taking a look at some other guys. And he thought this year that there could be maybe a sophomore slump mm. for Santa Clara, Jalen Williams, who you know was almost rookie of the year yeah. last year? He finished runner-up and rookie of the year. Mm. That there will be some things that will go wrong. Plus, he also said the Western Conference appears to be probably better than it was last year. So maybe some mm. games the Thunder won because some of those teams are going to be better than they were last year. You and mean they the might Thunder? lose. <laughs> yeah, they're part of that. Thunder's well, part see, of that's that. what yeah. right. But see, he's thinking, he's thinking kind yeah. of the other way. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting, but I, I just, I, I think there are a lot of positives with this team as we look at it right now anyway. I, I, now, they could get blown out in Montreal. I mean, who knows? I'm going to be interested well. to see uh, attendance-wise uh, how we yeah, do. Yeah, I will be. Yeah. I already it know. It should be much better. There, Yeah, we're going to have uh, a lot of sellouts. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, we, are, we already know. Like, I don't know what. Do uh, do you remember how many we had last year? I don't remember. No, for sure. but I know even as of today, we've already got several sold outs. So sell yeah. out. So. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, yeah. great. Well, we, I'll tell you this. I don't think I, I, I am pretty sure that we had fewer than five yeah. last season and it may have only been like one well, or here's two what i can tell you i went sellouts. and looked up a, a game in march okay a game in march we've got some friends coming in from florida and they happen to be here when the thunder are playing miami and they're from the mm-hmm. that area so they wanted to come to a thunder game so we're looking up that game and there was only a couple hundred tickets available on Ticketmaster for that game so our ticket options to buy were pretty limited for a game I could guarantee wow. you too that this season we'll have many more TNT, ESPN, currently ABC. Slated. Yes, than we Absolutely. did. God, we had almost none. Well, yeah. we already we uh, have uh, more now. Oh, I yeah, know. We have. They've already but come out. We'll with pick the them out. TV but it just schedule, keeps increasing. Well, some and we have the end season tournament that's going to be in. Yeah, oh, I think um, that you know, and, and you guys, you guys have poo pooed that. Hey, I, I, I'm I, a big <laughs> fan of that. Well, I that's think great. It's great. Well, here's I, I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but I will say this from a production standpoint. 
there's some things that uh, are going to be made special at the arena for those in-season tournament games. And so it's it's cool because they we're making a big deal out of it. Now, other, other teams are making probably bigger deals than we are, but... Um, but I'm excited about what we're going to see this year, and and I will just say this from a from a production standpoint. You know, we debuted the screen as far as the Thunder game this last week. Um, How'd that all go? Uh, you know, it went well. It's interesting because it's a uh, it's different. We have different formats. The way the screen is built, um, really amazing. We have an inner and outer ring. So underneath we have an inner ring, so you can see the opposite side of the ring, and it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> There is the the big scoreboard is broken up into different resolutions that we can fire off. So there's a lot more control. It, it, it's a lot more on the production end. We got to choreograph a lot more, but um, everyone's doing a really good job of making those shifts and those changes. Um, but the resolutions are just radically higher on everything. So literally, just watching the game from the screen, it, it feels like the first game I watched at Jerry world mm. when, when I was mm. there and the way up there and you're like, I'd rather watch the screen than I the know. court, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's almost that level. It's, it's just such a good, clean image. And, um, and we've made some changes to sound that we're working on that are going to be some upgrades. Our first good. game was rough what, because you, what was the price things. tag of that bill about, about that? Uh, board? Do you have any idea? I don't know. I thought maybe you might know that. I, number. I, it was I, I'm sure it's me. made public. I'm it sure is. it's not a, well, I a, saw, a secret. I, I saw it the other day. I believe the number I saw was, I think 7.5 million. Yeah. For that school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. That's cool. But uh, look but, good on TV. Oh man, it's killer. And and I do want to say this because uh, I don't always get props for my uh, sports prognosticating. But I before the OU Texas game. Oh my gosh, this is insane. I should tell this. You should tell us. Tell us. You're gonna give well, it up I, I, to I, You'll have to do the, do the details. But before the game ever started, I was saying what I thought the final score would be and I was quite wrong. I thought Texas would win by quite a bit, by 21, which mm-hmm. I was so wrong. And I'm really glad I was. Jeremy, on the other hand, said, oh, you would win. But that wasn't the amazing part. He said, <laughs> it is going to be a chaotic game. There's going to be five turnovers. There's going to be blocked <laughs> kicks. There's gonna, And I'm like, Get, whatever, dude. It all freaking happened. <laughs> Not only did it happen. Except for five, there was four turnovers. Had, yeah, if you my. It, God. And the four turnovers, they did not count. In <laughs> fairness, they did not count the blocked punt for right. a touchdown as a turnover, which they should have. It was just, he called it yeah. like, he'd, like he'd already seen the game. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, we were four minutes in. I said, I guess I'm right. <laughs> right. And he, and it just yeah. kept happening. Right. Yeah. Because as soon as they blocked the punt, right. Uh, right. that was the one. For I know. Me. And it went yeah. against us. It, it went was against terrible. Us, but, and, but he's like, see, well, I told I, you. What I said was, oh, fake, uh, we would fake, be on the plus side. Oh, you would be on punt. the plus fake side. Punt. Yeah, there's fake Texas. Punt. They fake punted before they blocked our punt right. for the. So it just kept. It just kept. Yeah, going what I said was it was going to be a special teams, big impact on yep. special teams that that uh, it would be five turnovers. OU would win the turnover battle, but it would be five turnovers, and OU. I had OU winning forty to forty two. So that was weird, but my point differential was pretty close. Right, Um, but his just his 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 prognostication of a chaotic game was on the money. It was a, I I mean, it was a fun game to watch, uh, especially for me, seeing as I hate both of them. (laughs) And uh, you couldn't lose and you couldn't win uh, watching that game. You know what? And here's the funny, the real funny thing is, and for anybody that I think most people know this, but. 
I went to school at OSU. Really? Which is why I hate both OU and Texas. <laughs> so, you know, but I've only been to one OU Texas game. And that happened to be because I was actually working and they mm. sent me down there for that because I certainly wouldn't have bought a ticket to see any of it. <laughs> but the only OU Texas game I've ever seen was the one where they tied. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> well, that's the, funny. As an, OSU, oh. as an OSU fan, OU winning was better for you than Texas winning because you don't play Texas this year. You play OU. And so right. you can only be benefited by beating an OU team that beat Texas and, and not vice versa. I don't care what OU's I'm record is. It would always you. benefit us to beat them. Well, that's fine, but, but no, I'm you're, saying you're it exactly would right. benefit you're, you more. Yes, you're, you're exactly because right. Because if OU would have lost, they would be maybe 17th now in the country instead of 5. Not not that the rankings so. of our opponents are going to matter, because I'm really not thinking Yikes. we're going to run the table. I'm just saying. But, I mean, hey, anything's possible. <laughs> Thank you anything's guys for, possible. for tuning into this uh, episode known as Nature's Toilet Seat. <laughs> oh, it's been said twice, twice now, and nobody knows <laughs> at all what that means. So, That's well, right. they'll just have to find out, won't they? Uh, <laughs> Give Jeremy right. a call; he'll tell you. Kind of an inside uh, joke, I guess you could say. Okay, well, the music means uh, we're done. And oh, oh, eclipse on Saturday. Remember that, guys? We'll yeah. have a partial eclipse. I think it's about. Happens about, I think, about around 11 o'clock, I think, our time. But look it yeah. up. I think it's going to be right. about 80%. It's because it's a bye week for OU. So, yeah. <laughs> don't look there at There you it. go. Don't, look, in, don't look I'll directly at it. I'll be in for uh, that. Kids. That's and, for the kids. And uh, barring uh, Jihad on Friday the 13th, uh -oh. we should be back on Wednesday. But just in case, be, we, it may serious, just be, from be a extra location. vigilant yeah. on Friday the 13th. Hamas says Global Jihad. On Friday. That'll do it for us. I'm Randy Renner. I am Jeremy Griffin. I'm Tom Miller. And Adam Miller. And that's it for us. Join us next time for another edition of Scatter Shooting.